Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the following news podcast, the podcast where we discuss news stories from the world of online video creators, digital influencers, and all those with an online following. And I'm your host, Anton Wong, videographer, YouTuber, video creator, and podcast host. Um, yeah, so without further ado, I just want to acknowledge that this time I'm using a different microphone. Um, just to test out different methods of recording audio um, for this podcast. So if it sounds different from the previous two, you'll know why. And this is the first one I'm recording video off of. So, you know, there's that. Um, but let's just jump right into it. As Philly D often says, let's just jump right into it. So the first story, big story, is TikTok is actually not going to be banned. So basically what happened is the U.S. Department of Commerce has actually backed down on its previous order to uh, sell, uh, to force uh, the uh, Chinese-owned video sharing platform, TikTok. Um, they stopped the uh, back down from their previous order um, to force ByteDance to sell uh, the U.S. operations of TikTok uh, to a U.S.-based company. Um Basically, what happened was uh, it uh, expired. The um, the order had expired, and basically, the uh, Commerce Department said uh, the department is complying with the terms of this order, and accordingly, this serves as a notice that the Secretary's prohibition of identified transactions pursuant to Executive Order One Three Nine Four Two related to TikTok will not go into effect pending further legal developments, which basically means that they're not going to enforce the ban anymore. Um, and so that basically means that ByteDance does not have to sell to Oracle, which they had previously been forced to sell to a US-based company. At first, people were thinking that it was going to be Microsoft. Um, and then they had worked out a deal with Oracle and Walmart um, but now that they don't have to sell to their U.S. based business to a U.S. based company, and you know that would cause a lot of you know, number one that would cause a lot of just logistical challenges, uh, creating you know sending data um, and just you know transferring selling off one part would be kind of costly. Um, but I still do think that Walmart might still try to get into uh, TikTok to work out a, a, a partnership deal with them, but um, TikTok is no longer forced to have to sell to a U.S.-based company. Um, and yeah, um, th those are the that's what's going on with that story right now. And uh, it, it looks like uh, TikTok's still going to be on the up and up. So if you haven't been on TikTok yet, then maybe get on TikTok now because uh, it's, it seems like they're going to be around for a little bit, um, but, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they have uh, re-upped their licensing agreement with uh, Sony Music Entertainment, which is the second largest record label in the world, um, and basically they um, are going to continue uh, just re uh, really establishing those partnerships with um, those music publishing firms because, well, a lot of TikTok is 
you know, people putting music and lip syncing to things and dancing to songs that are under the publishing rights uh, by the publishing rights of uh, mainly three companies, Warner Music, Universal Music, and uh, Sony Music Group. So, you know, there's that. Um, and, excuse me, sorry. They are also uh, projected to reach 1 billion users by 2021, or sometime in 2021, rather, Um and they already way past 500 million monthly active users, uh, I think. Yes, um, they are. So they have um, they'll be heading off to the one billion monthly active users quite soon. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, that just goes to show that TikTok is is uh, a force to be reckoned with. Um, so in other news. I'm going to switch off, head off onto Facebook real quick. So Facebook um, has decided to once again uh, change uh, or experiment with up and down votes, kind of like how Reddit does it, where up votes bring you perhaps to the top uh, and down votes will maybe bring you down. Um, but with Facebook, uh, they're sort of testing that out again. Um and yeah, I just thought I'd mention that because it'd be kind of interesting to see how that will work um, and if that will have any um, positive or negative effects with regards to people uh, posting their own personal social lives. Because unlike Reddit, that has that same system, Reddit, you can basically remain anonymous. And that's kind of the whole point of Reddit uh, is just like it's a forum uh, where people share their posts or, you know, share photos or what have you. And people will up or down vote uh, based on what they think it, it, the, the post is good or not good uh, or, and, or the replies are good or not good. Um, and there's a difference between that and Facebook, which is kind of based off of, you know, your personal uh your personal sort of information, you know, you're, you're saying like, oh, I, I'm sharing, this is, this is me, this is my, you know, Anton Wong, that's, you know, Facebook profile, and, and I think that you might see potentially some possible negative effects, uh, potentially some positive effects, uh, when you, uh, because, you know, they've had, uh, experimented with, uh, or they have implemented the reactions features where it's, you know, you can react happy or sad or angry or laughing. So I guess we'll, we'll see how, uh, how, how much this contributes to division on the internet. But uh, I guess we'll see. And speaking of Facebook, they have um, an internal Facebook poll, which shows the decline in staff sentiment around whether the platform is good for the world. Uh, yeah, so basically they did uh, their annual survey, um, and basically there's like their employee internal survey, um, and they found that, uh, okay, as reported by BuzzFeed News, Facebook's semi-annual pulse survey, quote-unquote, taken by more than 49,000 employees over two weeks in October, showed workers felt strained by office shutdowns and were continuing to lose faith 
that the company was improving the world. Only 51% of respondents said that they believed that Facebook was having a positive impact in the world, down 23 percentage points from the company's last survey in May and down 5.5 percentage points from the same period last year. So, yikes, uh, only 51% of respondents, they think the, that uh, Facebook was having a positive impact in the world. I guess a lot of them, then that other 49%. Might just be there because you know you it's we're kind of in a recession right now and everyone needs to be paid so maybe that's what they're there for or they have some other purpose but only 51 percent of them believe that facebook was having a positive impact in the world i guess some of them presumably would think that facebook is having a neutral net neutral um impact in the world um so you know, there's that. <laughs> uh, Facebook's own employees aren't too jazzed about the platform, though I guess still technically a simple majority of them are. Excuse me. So moving on to the next story. We're heading off to the wonderful world of YouTube, of course, because that is one of the things that I do as a video creator and YouTube, um, where are we? So there is a YouTube, uh, sort of this community, creator community, um, creator collective or creator cooperative company called Standard. If you haven't heard of them, they also run this uh, streaming platform called Nebula, which you might have heard of with uh, a lot of uh, educational YouTubers have sort of banded together to create their own streaming platform to put ad-free, their own ad-free videos that they would put on YouTube, but completely ad-free on the platform. But also they would put uh, original series on the platform as well. Um, and uh, yeah, they have had uh, quite a bit of success with getting people onto the platform. Uh, and they also recently acquired, excuse me, recently acquired a... a studio a production studio called mightyor um and i think that doing that will just allow them to really double down on creating uh originals kind of like how netflix creates their original series now standard you're going to see a nebula original series uh, previously they had to sort of freelance out um and sort of contract out other you know, production assistance, whether it's sound or video, lighting, editing, and now they have, they can do it all in-house. So, you know, there's that. Um, and uh, speaking of another community, which is not really a community, but it's an MCN, which brings up a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, fear and terror in some YouTuber creators' eyes. Um, but uh, this one is called BBTV. Um, and uh, basically, it is a uh, Canadian uh, multi-channel network uh, that helps actually formulate um, uh, connections with and partnerships with different brands and businesses. Uh, and they recently went uh, to launch an IPO on the Toronto Stock Exchange. So, you know, there's that. And so I think, well, number one, if you guys don't know, I'm from Toronto and I'm Canadian. So it's cool seeing a, a Canadian company uh, move ahead in Canadian media specifically. But, um, you know, I think it's still an MCN. So you want to be a little bit cautious. But from 
all of the things that I'm reading online, uh, they seem to have uh, this professional standard. Um, and they even have uh, deals with uh, the NBA. So, you know, there's there's that. Um, you might uh, see uh, some more things. Um, speaking of YouTube, YouTube has, uh, well, rewind. Let's rewind that. Um, because YouTube Rewind is not happening. If you guys don't know what YouTube Rewind is, they, it has been this annual thing where they recap some of the largest viral trends on the platform and formulate it, form you, and they put it together into a video, uh, end of year video called YouTube Rewind. And in increasing years, people have said that, well, it's just kind of like this cringe thing that they show all of these trends and start to leave out oh this is my favorite youtuber why weren't they in it or this was my favorite youtuber why weren't they in it and then infamously 2018 they dodged a lot of uh they purposely did not include a lot of viral moments which were kind of controversial uh in favor of a more ad-friendly approach uh, and infamously um yeah people just memed that to death so yeah, and the reason they said was basically that, um, you know, given the hardships of 2020, um, you know, all of the different things from, you know, coronavirus to uh, the U.S. election to uh, the, you know, uh, the the marches and, and protests um, in the uh, wake of um, uh, the response to the killing of George Floyd. So really, there's just so much going on that they decided yeah, maybe let's just chill out. Let's sit this year out. So I, yeah, the let's just sit this one out. I think that it makes sense to sit this one year out. Um, <laughs> so, you know, maybe, yeah, let's, let's maybe just sit this one out. But um, speaking of one of TikTok or uh, YouTube's perhaps rivals, you might call them, Vimeo. Uh, if you guys don't know what Vimeo is, they are another video hosting platform, um, and they basically, you pay to upload uh, based uh, based off of certain subscription t tiers, so if you pay like 60 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month, or sorry, 50 bucks a year, then you get, I think, up to 5 gigabytes uh, per month or per week to upload so it's stuff like that and then you know each subsequent uh, you pay more per year per month then you get to upload more um uh, larger video sizes and more gigabytes uh, and so that's how they make their money so yeah vimeo has raised 150 million dollars um amid rec record revenue growth um and they're thinking about perhaps spinning off from their uh, owner, uh, which is IAC. Um, and yeah, if you guys don't know what IAC is, they have, uh, they own or have owned a bunch of different media properties, um, stuff like, um, the match group. So, you know, Tinder and, um, a couple of other ones. OkCupid, I think is in there. Um, match.com of course. Um, and, uh, I think Investopedia, they own that as well. Um, so yeah, basically Vimeo, uh, is thinking about maybe spinning off. So, you know, you might see Vimeo on the uh, NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange one day. Um, 
And you know what? As more people are sort of getting weary of of YouTube and kind of getting tired of YouTube, you know, whether they are not addressing, um, you know, their allegations of, of uh, misinformation and hate speech or, you know, allegations of, of, of bias uh, towards, you know, a political left or the political right or the political center even or whatever. Um, and so there's just a lot of people who are upset with YouTube. And, you know, I've, I've had my share of uh, grievings with YouTube, um, you know, having some issues and not being totally transparent with, um, you know, how they resolve their issues. And just a couple of days ago, there was a YouTube blackout and there was, it just wasn't, it wasn't working. <laughs> and it was a site-wide thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's move on from that to streaming, uh, streaming, do, 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 where are we, where are we? Yes. Uh, so one thing is that Twitch has launched this thing called, uh, predictions, um, which basically allows viewers to bet on in-stream events. So, you know, people can bet on things like, um, am I going to, Am I going to get this first kill in playing this video game? And people can make bets on that. Um, and yeah, so it seems that uh, Twitch says uh, viewers can wager a maximum of uh, 250,000 channel points. Um, and if the event is not resolved in 24 hours, uh, all the channel points would be returned to the viewers. Do, do, do. Um, yeah, so basically what that means is you might see more betting on Twitch, which I think is interesting because uh, esports itself has already been um, gaining uh, traction in in betting. And um, yeah, since people can't really go to casinos because a lot of casinos right now are closed due to COVID-19, um, you, I think feel like you're going to see a lot more um uh, you're going to see a lot more betting on, on esports and, um, yeah, I, I think that's going to draw even more attention to, uh, not just esports, but to, uh, live online, digital live streaming in general. I think that that is going to push, um, really push, push, um, Twitch and if mix, uh, mixer, rest in peace mixer. And if uh, YouTube decides to follow through with a similar thing and Facebook gaming decides to follow through with a similar thing, um, then you might see a lot more, um, betting, uh, on, uh, on, on live streams. So, you know, there's that. Um, oh, one thing I should have talked about earlier connected to TikTok is actually Instagram's real, their response to TikTok, uh, is now opening this thing called, uh, well, they have implemented Reels, but they are going to allow Reels to be permanent spots on the default navigation bar. Um, so Reels and the shop tab are going to be uh, permanent fixtures on the default home screen of Instagram. So when you open it up, you can tap one of the icons to go to either shop tab or the um, uh, Reels tab. So you know, you know, you might see Instagram's reels actually take off. You know, at first I was wondering, like, TikTok has really exploded in growth. And when, you know, Facebook often tries their, um, 
buyout or kill strategy when they see someone try to encroach on um, possible user base. Then, like with Snapchat, they have implemented Instagram stories in response. And at first, people were like, oh, that's kind of weird. They just stole it. But then after a while, people just use Instagram stories. And so Reels, um, it actually has not as lackluster a response as I had initially thought it was going to be. Um, people actually seem to like it. And it, uh, I guess for those people who are concerned about um, TikTok's uh, privacy, you know, being uh, a Chinese-based company, um, people were concerned about that. So I think that should relieve uh, some people and allow them to basically have the same functionality as TikTok without having to worry about those like, you know, privacy in China, if if that's something that they're concerned about. So yeah, that's, that's one thing that uh, is there. Um, and uh, the last story I want to talk about, um, last story I want to talk about is this big thing, this huge thing with podcasting. Podcasting is as you guys know, when you guys are listeners of podcasts, um, you know that podcasting is a big thing and it's growing uh, and it's continuing to grow more in uh, amidst uh, the pandemic. And um, well, let me just talk to you guys about a couple of big, huge deals in the podcasting space. So um, one thing is uh, Patreon. If you guys don't know Patreon, um, they uh, are basically this sort of membership site um or membership platform uh for creators and and youtubers and bloggers to uh start their own membership um group for their fans and their followers and their subscribers um and in exchange the different tiers um they'll get exclusive access to videos or exclusive access to blogs or exclusive access to photos stuff like that um and uh, they have decided to partner up with a distribution, uh, a podcast um, platform called Acast. Uh, so Patreon and Acast. Um, Acast is basically going to, they are a hosting platform, um, much like, you know, uh, much like uh, Podbean or Anchor. Um, and they are partnering up with Patreon so that they could have it be implemented directly into the website and directly into Patreon because previously what users had to do was very clunky. They had to like send them to uh, a member specific, they had to send them a link to a specific RSS feed and they had to download it from there. It's just so much complicated. So this ACAST partnership allows um, users to be a little bit more, um, <laughs> it allows people to actually access the podcast without having to jump through hoops. But the bigger thing is this deal, these crazy deals. Um, so first of all, Apple and Sony are reportedly eyeing um, a, an acquisition of the podcast network uh, Wondery. Um, if you don't know, they're just a podcast network, which basically has a bunch of different podcasts um, under their wing, and they sell ads in, in to, to large brands in groups, in, in big chunks, so that you know, it just makes it easier. Um, and yeah, basically they are reportedly 
seeking out buyers with a price tag of 300 to 400 million dollars, which is a lot of money um, for a podcast network. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's gaining more and more traction. Um, yeah, so the last big uh, uh, acquisitions were, um, let me see if I can find it. Okay, so uh, Spotify purchased, um, had made purchases of Gimlet and Anchor. Um, Gimlet, which is a podcast network, and Anchor, which is a podcast hosting platform, which is the one that I use. Um, and they pod, uh, purchased both of them for about $230 million each. So $300, $400 million is more um, than that. And um, yeah, so the Ringer uh, purchased, uh, they uh Spotify also purchased The Ringer for about $200 million, um, uh, early on this year. Uh, and Sirius XM, the satellite radio um, company, they made a $325 million bid um, for Stitcher that closed last month. So, you know, it's, it's quite a lot of money going around in uh, in the space, in the podcasting space. Um, and, uh, yeah, like... Another big thing is that Spotify specifically had purchased uh, this ad and publishing platform called Megaphone for $235 million. Um, $235 million. What Megaphone is, is basically um, it is an advertising and publishing platform that allows um, dynamic ad insertion. So, you know, similar to how YouTube uh, ads work where it's based off of you know user data um, and you can implement it after the fact whereas a lot of podcasts um, previously had to work out deals with brands um, and then they had to do a read like a a reading of of an ad and then upload the whole thing with the ad in total but this will allow them to do implement ads after the fact so, yeah, Spotify is really doing a lot in the podcasting space. Um, and another report says that they may be eyeing uh, podcast-only subscription tiers because they had, um, so they had sent out a survey uh, through the Spotify mobile app asking about um, uh, whether people would uh, accept offers to exclusive podcasts not available on other uh, services uh, and other things for a monthly subscription fee, which um, may start at three to eight dollars a month. Um, and so, yeah, Spotify is really getting down on that podcasting game. You know, after uh, introducing exclusive podcast deals with Joe Rogan and so many other people, um, yeah, you might see this actual war, <laughs> this podcasting war happening. Um, where Spotify is fighting with, you know, Sirius XM or, and, and, and Apple. Um, yeah. And I just, I hope that this is good in total, not just for the consumers and the listeners, which would be great, but also for the creators, because the thing that has made podcasting so good is because it's such a simple thing where you just, you upload stuff to a hosting network, um, uh, to this, RSS feed, um, 
and then people download it from there and it's not beholden to a single thing because people can listen to podcasts on uh, Apple Podcasts, they can listen to it on Google Podcasts, like my podcast here, you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, you can listen to it on Stitcher, you can listen to it on Anchor, you can listen to it on all these platforms, whereas if Spotify or Apple makes things like, hey, if you host on my platform, you can only host your podcast on my platform. There's no, uh, you can't allow um, it to go on other platforms, which I think would be uh, unfortunate. Um, but I don't think that would happen because, you know, I upload videos to YouTube and I can also upload the same videos to Facebook or to Dailymotion or to Vimeo. Um, or to, you know, IGDB. So let's hope that this whole podcasting thing um, works out for the benefit of the consumers and the creators. Because, yeah, those are the people who are not, uh, who likely don't have $300 million to burn. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that is that is that. That is the last the stories that I want to share with you guys today. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. So thank you guys for listening. If you guys would like to, um, leave a response, you can leave a response, a voice message response on anchor. I can leave a link to that in the description and show notes. Um, all of the, all of the stories that I talked about today, I will leave links to the articles down in the description and show notes. And uh, thank you for listening. Make sure that if you like this, share it with your friends on social media and make sure that you're following this podcast. But apart from that, I will see you guys in the next one. Thank you. Take care.